I am a terrible negotiator. I just want to know the bottom line, the best price you can sell something, and I want to know the total price. No hidden fees, no surprise taxes, just one price. I don't like to negotiate. Which means that you probably want to sell me my next car that I buy, right? Well, in our text for study today, there's some negotiating that's going on. That's what the people have gotten fairly good at. They've tried to negotiate with God, and now they're trying to negotiate for a leader of their people. Judges chapter 11, verses 4 through 7. After a time, the Ammonites made war against Israel. And when the Ammonites made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to bring Jephthah from the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come and be our leader that we may fight with the Ammonites. So enter Jephthah. We learn that Jephthah is the son of a Gilead and of a prostitute. We also learn that Gilead, Jephthah's father, had other sons by his wife. And when all the boys grew older, the brothers ran Jephthah off so that they could have more of the inheritance. So Jephthah became this rogue warrior who ran with other rogue warriors. It's very reminiscent of Abimelech. But when the Ammonites encroach and make war against the Gileadites, then the leaders hunt down Jephthah. They think they need a reckless, wild warrior. And just like Israel did with God, the leaders of Gilead started trying to negotiate with Jephthah. And so do you see this? The Gileadites and Jephthah are a microcosmic illustration of what was taking place in all of Israel, attempting to manipulate and manage God and people for their own selfish ends. Well, as the story unfolds, we learn that Jephthah is quite the negotiator himself. And after managing to negotiate a successful deal with the Gileadites, he gets right to work on the Ammonites. Jephthah tries to work out a peaceful solution to the problem that the Ammonites have. He's a very worthy statesman, and he uses an historical argument with them saying that the Israelites never stole any of your land as the king of the Ammonites claimed. Rather, when they were unjustly attacked by the Amorites, God delivered them into the Israelites' hand. But then Jephthah does something terribly rash and hasty. It's a reflection of the total corruption that has taken place in Israel. Here's a man who knows a great deal about Israel's history and God's movement in Israel's history, but who doesn't know the word of the Lord. So in an effort to try and negotiate God's favor, to buy God's victory in a sense, to appease God, Jephthah vows to sacrifice the first thing he sees when he returns home from war if God helps them win the war. Jephthah was willing to trade something very special to him so that he could get what he wanted, fame and power and rule. And the Israelites were willing to trade something of great value, God, in order to get what they wanted, convenience. Well, if you read the rest of the story, you discover that Jephthah kept his vow. He came home from war and the first thing he saw walking out of his door was his daughter. And he sacrificed his only child. And so Jephthah had no lineage, no heritage. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? What do we learn from this story? I think we learn that just like Jephthah, we may be far more influenced by our culture than by our Bible. Jephthah was simply acting like the people around him. Will there ever be a judge who can rule Israel? 
Will there ever be a king who can lead Israel? There will be one to come. His name would be Jesus. And we encourage you to walk with him day by day. As you pray today, please remember Don Newsom and his family, our missionaries in the Philippines. Also, remember the Airway LifeWord broadcast in Benin, Ghana, and Togo. Thank you.